You're about to listen to a Bennington Made episode. This was a project we did back when the Southwestern Vermont Chamber of Commerce was the Bennington Chamber of Commerce. We partnered with Mike Cutler and the team at Cat TV or Catamount Access Television locally in Bennington to produce these shows. We hope you enjoy them. Hi everybody, welcome to Made in the Shires. I'm your host, Matt Harrington with the Chamber of Commerce and with me as always is Cat TV. We've transformed Bennington Made this season, the third season, into Made in the Shires. Why? Because we're expanding all over the region now, fully Bennington County from Pownall and Bennington where we originally were, all the way up into Manchester, Dorset, and the mountain region. We're very excited to bring you uh, kind of the show that we've been shooting for the last two years, and now we're in our third year, that highlight the best made products, handmade, made by locals right here in the Shires of Vermont. We're here at Dion Snowshoes, world-class snowshoes. We're gonna go talk with Bob, Denise, and the team here. Uh, just about how they make the snowshoes that they make that are used all around the world. And we're also gonna highlight the national championship with Tim as well. Uh, we're gonna do that a little bit later in the show, so stay tuned. We've got a very exciting show for you and a very exciting season. Good. How you doing? Thanks for having us here. Yeah. So you're here, you're checking some snowshoes, and that's what Dion Snowshoes mm -hmm. is all about. Um, talk to us a little bit about just how you got started in the business. What what got you started making snowshoes? Uh, well, I had other jobs, uh, mechanical engineering, uh, you know, lab instruments, uh, and involved a lot of the same things where you've got material, you've got you know production, uh, machining. And uh, at the time, I was a uh, trail racer, you know, competitive trail okay. road and that. Uh, and a buddy of mine uh, started snowshoe races uh, in the area. There were a few here and there around the country, but he uh, basically wanted to do the same trail racing on the same trails in the winter uh, instead of trail runners getting out on the road or in the, on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, a guy, Ed Alabozic out of Connecticut, he uh, was from Adams, Mass. So he started the Western Mass Snowshoe Series uh, with four races. Okay. Uh, so he convinced me to try one. I did it. Uh, I won it and <laughs> thought it was like really easy. Really good, yeah. Uh, it just there wasn't anybody there at, at that race. Uh, these are the different models. Uh, our smallest, lightest. Yep. Uh, this is our standard. And then we took it and made a you know lower end, stripped down version of it. Or, you know, just basically an entry level. You know, you you can race and do well with this. Uh, 
but it doesn't perform quite as well as that mm. and it's not as light and high-tech as this or you got the workhorse this used to be the uh, legal racing size 25 inch okay and so you have gone smaller some people still you know race on this size uh, but very rare and then we've got uh, that which is almost overbuilt but but that's a good touring uh, people out walking that don't want to yep. spend the money or think that they don't need a racing snowshoe how the process goes from just mm -hmm. a bunch of metal and fabric to you know world-class snowshoe yeah well first off all these shells were packed just probably a few weeks ago and uh, we started running out of everything because <laughs> we got caught with there was a lot of snow everywhere in the country yep and also the sport you asked earlier the sport even the racing there's a lot of new people yeah and the people that have already been doing it want newer better equipment uh, people that have all their brands are switching to us. So the word of mouth thing is like really taking off. Great. And what happened is we wiped out a, you know, we cut cut a lot of the webbing uh, here. Okay. And uh, this is uh, basically we get the material, cut it, sew it in the other room, and uh, that's it, all all done in house. Yeah, and usually uh, you know. So that material, you're mm -hmm. you're collecting it from all over the world, all over the U.S. No, I mean, how does generally, that all... my rule used to be, but we we started in a garage in my driveway. Yeah, uh, you know, we bought a one-car garage, and that was the world that headquarters. Yeah, world headquarters. Uh, did that for many years, and we'd have to bring things out, cover them with tarps, you know, do another operation. Uh, so we finally, you know, went beyond that. But the rule I had then, I run 100 mile races, and my rule generally is, if I can't run to the supplier yeah. for the material, then you know we don't use we'll it. Use it. Uh, yeah. We're getting a little bigger now, and uh, but still, all of the material even is U.S. made. Uh, as much as possible, we did have a thing where Velcro, we got out of New Hampshire, and yep. they went to uh, the material we use is out of Mexico, but. It worked so well that we just you know, we kept it. But we, yeah, but 99, probably 99 percent of everything. Uh, we even have the aluminum extruded now, just okay. because the uh, companies that we dealt with would import from China. Or yeah. Good. And yeah. one time it really bit us because our tolerances are so tight and everything is so critical <clears throat> that when the aluminum comes in and it's from China and it doesn't fit. Right. It's scary. You know, yeah. It's like, you know. Uh, what are you going to do with that? Exactly. Takes an incredible amount of scrap to figure all this out. <laughs> Can only imagine. And even dialing it in, I mean, the temperature in here, if it's like from morning to night, we have you have to change settings. Yeah. Everything I'm, is it's so touchy. Then every so many we have the QC, you know, check. Yep. 
see if they fit. So that's a good template for right. you to kind of look yeah, at. Yeah, and this it. is all purpose, does different models. Uh, yep. It's, uh, again, from the background. Then uh, we also have, you know, there's times where we'll set up to make sure things are yep. symmetrical. And uh, so, yep. That one looks that's cool. Good. And then there's all the trimming and. Next part is the uh, the assembly. Thanks so much for opening the shop to us, letting us kind of peek into how Dion Snowshoes uh, makes world-class snowshoes. And, uh, and I think we're gonna go hit the mountain mm -hmm. with Tim yep. and, uh, and go check out Prospect where the world, mm -hmm. or the national championship's gonna mm -hmm. be in yep. a couple weekends. So thank you so much. Yeah, great. All right, thank you. Yep. Hey, Matt, you ready to go on a tour of the trails? Let's do it. Let's go. You're in good shape. Thanks. Go out running once. Trudging through the fresh snow, which is part of the fun of snowshoeing. Sure. You never know what you're going to get. All right, we're going to, this is what? part of what I have to clear. Obviously, you wouldn't do this in the race, but... I gotta get out here with my handsaw and get this off the trail. That's another thing, before the race, a couple days, you gotta go out and check to see how many trees have blown down. Yep. The biggest drawbacks to snowshoe racing is that if you have a shoe that's not designed right, which most aren't, you'll kick your ankles, and that is the most painful thing in the world, <laughs> to kick a frozen ankle bone with a piece of aluminum. So with Dion shoes, you don't do that. Bob's done a really great job of making an efficient shoe that you really don't feel like you have on your foot. Yeah, yep. So I was a fan before I even knew that he was in town. We've got the, the national championship coming up here on Prospect Mountain coming up in March. Talk to us a little bit about that, Tim. Yeah, March 9 through 11, we're gonna have people from all over the country and all over the world, actually, coming right here to Woodford, Vermont for the race yep. and to Bennington, Vermont for all the entertainment and activities. And right here, we're on part of the race course. And okay. as you can see, it's not cross-country skiing. No. It's, no. it's a narrow trail through the woods. It's beautiful. Uh, they get pretty windy. They go around corners. I was going to say they go a little bit faster than we're going right a now because bit. this is actually competitive. They're, they're racing. Well, you would do really well in the 70-plus division right now at this speed. <laughs> and some people do walk the race. Yeah. Not everybody is running, and we love that. We love to get all ages and abilities in the race. We don't care how fast you go. We just want to get people out enjoying the woods. People from all over literally probably fly in yeah. to the northeast to compete. Yeah, it's predominantly a northeastern sport. Yep. Then the second biggest region of participation is the Midwest. Okay. 
than the Rockies and the far west. We'll get people, but not as many. We'll get a lot of Canadians. Many people come down from Quebec and Ontario. Uh, we had people from Sweden, Norway, South America, Latin America. And it, it's amazing how many people are interested in making the trip. For the event that's actually coming up, the national championship, um, I know you've got some things planned up here and some stuff that, that Ben Ken's working with you on, but lead us through kind of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just at a quick glance, what should people expect? And people watching the show, if they're interested, to come on out and, and take a look at what this is all about. Yeah, so on Friday, we have an opening reception and that is introducing the athletes to the event, giving them the, the information that they need, and also introducing them to Bennington. Then Saturday morning, we start off with a kids race, which is a kilometer long, really easy, really flat, and hopefully we get a bunch of local kids involved in that. And we loan out snowshoes, so um, they don't have to worry about bringing their yeah, own. Yeah, people can come right along. Yep. And then after the kids race, we have a combination of the junior national championships, and a junior is 19 to 11. Okay. And the citizens race, which is a race open to anybody. You don't have to be a member of the U.S. Association. Okay. So citizens open to anybody that wants to come. And I'm really hoping we get some good participation from, sure. from local people who want to give it a try. So they'll be racing with the juniors in the junior nationals. Then at 10.30, the Women's National Championship goes off, and that is a 10-kilometer. Okay. The juniors and the citizens race just 5 kilometers. Yep. And then at 12, we have the Men's 10-kilometer championships. Then people come back into Bennington. We have an award ceremony. We have a party downtown. They, they go out and uh, experience the downtown shops and restaurants. Sure. Really want to get people involved in um, exploring Bennington and having a positive experience there. And then Sunday, we start with a marathon at 7 a.m. And this is the first time that we'll be offering a, a snowshoe marathon here wow. in the east. And, so that's, and, and you're talking 26 miles. 26.2 miles. Yes. That, that point two is the worst part. It is. <laughs> Having done a half, it's that 13, it's the point one that really gets you. Yeah, and for safety reasons, we've made a seven kilometer loop. Okay. So instead of them disappearing and then coming back, <laughs> they go seven kilometers six times. Okay. And so they'll come to an aid station, they'll come to a bathroom, changing room, um, and actually it's kind of like a, an infinity sign, so they'll be coming through there twice okay. in one loop. All right, Matt, last one, the lodge yeah. buys hot chocolate. Yep. <sighs> All right, Tim, we'll catch up to you. We'll get... To warm up the chocolate for us. Well, everybody, that's uh, snowshoeing in, in, in the Shires, made in the Shires. You got to witness Bob Dion, then Tim Van Orden, who is the event director for the World Championship that's going to happen right here at Prospect Mountain, Woodford, and then eventually down into Bennington on uh, March 9th through the 11th. Uh, I'm Matt Harrington with us as always even in the snow even snowshoeing cat tv we're so happy that you tuned into this episode stay tuned to the next one tim catch it up
on most people's snowshoe, they do wear boots, so you need a bigger snowshoe. Yep. But for racing, you wear running shoes. Yeah. Not just running shoes, but your lightweight road racing shoes. So these are the shoes that That's I would... definitely what I brought today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see that. 